All right, here we go. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. We got a new thing coming out. It's called a a a combination. It's it's a brand new world. (laughs) All right, easy, Alyssa. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is back to you with me, Howard Sudbury, and the rest. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve, you know what you made Steve, me do? You Steve, made me snort. Steve, right? Did yeah. you hear that? I heard that I snort. Tried, I, I with, did not uh, want to do that with Alyssa Ali and Steve Baskerville. Steve, give them some context uh, on that line. Uh, and the rest from last week. And then I'm going to tell you what the real story was from Gilligan's Island. You got information. I looked it up on the, wow. go- on the Google. Well, no, I, I knew it would get to this. It took, what, two episodes before it would happen. We're going back a week uh, to give some context to a story Steve told about Gilligan's Island. Everybody's favorite show as a kid. I read that the theme from that is the most popular theme song in the history of television. That's just a tidbit. But why do I say the rest? I don't know. Why did you take 22 minutes for the open? <laughs> My goodness. I thought we'd never say anything. Because we got 40 minutes to fill and we got no guest this week. It's just going to be us. It's Steve Baskerville Unplugged. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Okay, I wanted you to have a second to talk before Steve starts. That's really nice of you. I'm not worried about Steve talking over me. I'm worried about you never getting to me. Here we go. You know, listen, my wife listened to both shows. We've done two, and she said they were pretty good. She said they really kick you around a lot. And I said, I like it. Well, my wife wife said, what a show. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that that means. All right, Gilligan. You know what he's done to us, Alyssa. I thought it, I thought it would happen a little bit later, but it's happened already. It's featuring Howard and the rest. And the rest. Yes. Oh. And uh, he brings up Gilligan because there was this big feud among cast members about the song and how the song had been changed. As far as I know, they just discovered one day when looking at the opening of his show that it turned into Gilligan and the rest, as opposed to naming every player that was in the program. So I did the Google, and it said that there were seven cast members, and in the original year, they mentioned five. They said the professor, or they said the uh, millionaire and his wife, the movie star, and the rest. The rest were Marianne, who was Dawn Wells, and the professor, Russell Wilson. And, and they were steaming, probably. They, no, they became really popular, so the executive producer said, all right, Tina Louise doesn't have to be fifth. We're going to put them all in, and they fixed it all up, and they were all one big happy team like we are. So it didn't become this Marianne and Ginger and the rest. Yes. No, you know you're in trouble with, with any kind of program. Not so much. This is a sneakier way to do it. You, you, you see something that says... Uh, and here's Howard Sudbury with with <laughs> with Steve Baskerville and Alyssa Ali. That's a sneaky way of getting this and the rest in there. But I have to say that because I I'm reading this open that you made me read. Now you're you're wonderful. Baloney. You write your own scripts, Howard. 
And he does, and he, and he no, Tony, sends them to us, emails. Tony Lozano <laughs> wrote this script, and, and it's a good one. It, it tells fantastic. everybody, hey, first of all, it talks about the Radio Misfits podcast network. Yes. And if we didn't have that, and if we didn't have Chris Wake and Tony Lozano, we would not be here right now. Well, I so would, that's I would, why it would be what usually happens, sitting in my, in my kitchen at the table, uh, doing forecasts and talking to nobody. And eating live, <laughs> live cereal. Yeah. Um, I've had a cold this week, and I feel pretty good now, but there was a point where I sounded like the guy on the Allstate commercials, and I felt like sending a tape in. And then when it came time to do the real commercial, they say, where did that guy go? Who's the guy with the high voice? So anyway, my voice came back. but You made a great I recovery. I don't know about you guys. But I'm a hypochondriac, so when I get a cold, yeah. even if it's a garden variety, yeah. I think the worst. Like, I'm going to have to go to the doctor, and he's going to find some funky thing. And it reminds me, and I don't want to bring things down, but there's a, there's a, you really do things to me. And listen to this, Alyssa. I want to get your reaction, because you'll never think of this again. But you read Steve Jobs' book, and what, there was what, one what? line in there. You're pointing at me. You're talking, drove, talking, you're talking uh, to me. Well, I'm not pointing at <laughs> Chris. I'm the only one here. Chris you're talking is just, to me? Chris is just sitting here timing this, waiting for it to get over with. I, <laughs> so I'm, am I. I'm pointing at you <laughs> yes. because you read a line out of Steve Jobs, <laughs> the guy that, that gave us the iPhone and Apple computer and all yeah. this, and there was one line. Part of when this the is port- true. What you're saying is partly true. I didn't read it out of his book. I read it somewhere. Okay. And it was attributed to okay. Steve Jobs and, and what his did he, attitude about what did he say? the iPhone. And you took something that was just a simple thing that I remembered reading, and you adopted it as a way of life now. Yes. And, it was, and what it was was on your iPhone, you know how you can put the iPhone to sleep by just tapping the side of it? Yes. Okay. Or you can turn it off. Yes. Off. And it's just it just lies there and, it's, yeah, and doesn't it's move. Off. And, he and always, you can't Google and you can't listen to Radio yeah. Misfits. You, and it's just lying there. So what are you worried about being turned off? Well, that was his implication because yeah. he was sick that what if you just get turned off like an iPhone? Well, and I, I mean, think about that from time to time. And it bothers me. Well, you shouldn't. You, you you shouldn't think so negatively. You should be a little bit more positive. I should positive live about for that. today, but I don't. Well, I live for the. I think about the future. I don't live in the past. Alyssa, now you heard that line about the i talking about the afterlife. You know, the iPhone just being powered down. You'll never think of that again, will you? What do you mean, never think about it again? I mean, what what this story was. No, probably not. I yeah. don't really care. Well, you see, get, you got other. No, 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 no. I love your attitude. Can I share? Can I share something with both of you? I don't know whether, whether I ever told you this. There, uh, years ago, I was in a pretty bad auto accident. Huh. And uh, really, uh, to be more graphic about it, really uh, did a number on my head from my forehead all the way to the back of my head. Wow. Really, and you can, if you look carefully at me, you can see the line where there's still a scar. Huh. But you'd have to really look uh, hard to find it. Um, and I hate to say this next part because you'll jump on it and make fun of it. No, I'm not going to make fun part, of an auto accident. Well, there's one part of my head that's Except still, this show. This, <laughs> this is, now, let me, let, me, let me make my point if there is one. Yes. Um, 
And so, so that's a very, I, I wasn't in a critical condition, but it was pretty bad. And uh, there was one part of it that I couldn't remember. They kept trying to, to see how long I had been out because I had had a concussion. And between the accident itself and arriving at the hospital, there was a period of time where I had lost consciousness. So uh, in determining that, they kept asking me a series of questions, and I, I could not remember anything but the accident and being rolled down the hall, like you see in, in movies where something like that, you, you, you roll down the hall, I'm face up, and I see these doctors and nurses, uh, they're looking at me, and they're sort of frantic about it, and they're wheeling me into the emergency room. I remember that, and I remember the accident, but nothing in between. So that let them know, well, there's been a half hour or so where he was out. Huh. So uh, that was in recovering. I still could not remember that time. Months later, I went back to work on TV. About three months later, after recovering, the phone rings one day, and the woman on the phone says, "Remember me? I'm the one that gave you the bandana." And suddenly, for the first time, I remembered in the car a voice beside me in a soothing manner saying, "It's okay." You don't have to look. I was struggling to look in the rearview mirror to see what the damage was. And that person had the presence of mind to not let me do that and to wrap my head with a bandana until the help came. But it was a trigger that came three months later. Uh, now, I, you know, we're talking about uh, you know, living and the near death and things like that and hope and signs of of hope in the universe or, yes. or, or extending your life. That, now, that, this was an industrial area where this accident happened. There was yeah. no, people weren't walking up and down the street. And for that woman to be there at that time, to offer aid, to be smart enough to know that I didn't need to look in the mirror because that would create more shock than I was already in. She was your angel. Uh, I'm convinced. I, you know, I'm not saying that, the, that she came down from the sky, but sometimes right. people can be angels. They can be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's another sort of optimistic way of looking at things. It is. Well, you made it. Sort of it. changed my, per, my point of view about uh, uh, trying to find some joy every day. Yeah. I try to. Well, we try to. But we get to. sucked up we in should. the stress and we, work, and uh, you forget that you ought to appreciate what's going on right now and make your goals a little bit sooner than postponing things and don't put things off so much sure no doubt about it uh Alyssa, not to stay on the accident theme have you ever been in an accident an auto accident no and knock on wood um and I've fallen off horses a couple times but nothing that's like scared me uh or that didn't scare you <laughs> no you just bounced right back up i've been lucky but i'm trying a little bit more to be like Steve because I am a lot like you Howard in the sense of I don't really think about dying by any means but you know I want to try to live in the moment a little bit more especially with my my two-year-old because these moments go by so quickly so instead of thinking about next steps or the next day what we have to do just you know soaking in the moment well, it's know, hard for me though Alyssa Howard's got me afraid to do a lot of things <laughs> just from conversations <laughs> not just this hypochondria uh, hypochondria he has uh, but 
I, I can't leave the country anymore. He, he's seen too many episodes of that show, Locked Up Abroad. I love it. I mean, that is the and he'll tell show. me, I just, saw, I just saw an episode, and the guys couldn't get out, and they were in the bottom of the... And, and, I, and I'm, he scares me, and I go, where were they? I don't know, but don't get on a plane anymore. <laughs> and I don't leave town. I hope everybody's seen that show. I don't know why that show scares me so much, because I'm never going to allow a guy to come up to me and say, hey... Could I zip these plastic bags of white powder into the side of your your luggage and let you take it from Columbia back to the U.S.? That's not going to happen to me. But it, the show scares me to death because I know what happens when people get locked up abroad. Yeah, I guess you, you do. Have you seen the movies Taken? Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah. Well, Liam Neeson, yes. he's the yeah. ultimate rescuer. He totally is. He is. I, I, you know, I want to operate that way one day. I keep hoping that members of the family, not to that extent, but someone needs dad's help. <laughs> and I will suddenly, I will suddenly have an accent like that. And I will bolt into action. I love those kind of Liam Neeson movies. He is, he's a great actor, but it is really cool for an actor to be able to do an entire, you know, franchise and do like 10 or 12 of them. Sure. And they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, and they're all but good. People buy into it. I, I'm, yeah. I, he's got me. I'm sold on it. They're, they're all good. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from. Now, see, Howard has sent me down this path. Okay, not just locked up abroad. Now I got to look at snapped. And I have to look at forensic files. <laughs> and then I have to look at, you know, if it's got crime and, and fear in it, I'm all over it. And so that's why I only sit in the kitchen. And then I only come here to do this. That's I won't go anywhere else. I don't do anything. I wait for a ride to take me here and a ride to take me home. And I just sit in the kitchen and wait for a week to go by and I come back. And Alyssa, unfortunately, the ride is with me. And well, he yeah, is, and I got to hear more episodes. scared to death the entire ride, aren't you? Every time. Why? Well, he's a bad driver, too. No, he's not. He's slow. No, well, I'm not when slow. When I say bad, I yes, mean... Yes, you are that, slow. That, hey, Anytime we went that, to the radio station... Hey, that makes me mad. ...when we were doing mad. that sports show, you were so slow. Oh, no. my God. Oh, that really... That offends me. You went like 65 miles per hour. In a 30? <laughs> no, in a 55. You know, I, I go mean... Like, I'd be like cruising 90. Yeah. Down 90 in, the biggest, in my forerunner. And, and yeah, the biggest <laughs> SUV I've ever seen in my life, she drives. Unless I could get on one of her horses and do better. Yeah. Uh, she, she could, but I, I scare him to death every time we drive. We're talking about uh, Liam Neeson, weren't we? Yes. Yes. I will. So I forget an invitation I forget to Liam. Easily. PR. I want to I ask you guys a question because uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, if there was one person in the world, and we've been around a lot of fairly famous people and, and have been in, you know, kind of intimate situations with them in rooms like this where we, you know, talked and visited a little bit, Alyssa, you, me, Steve, all of us. Is there one person in the world that you would be not intimidated by but really excited to meet? Alyssa, who, if there is, who would that be? One person. Uh, I don't know why you're starting with me. I mean, I don't really care about people uh, very much. <laughs> That's so, nice. She's been hanging well, around Howard too much. <laughs> That's I don't, nice. We're trying to relate to, to listeners. And she says, we really don't care about you. But go ahead no, with your story. It me. sounds good. 
No, I mean, because I don't even know how to answer that because I don't like have anybody that I that's a tough care tough about question. that much. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that too because Steve, what about you? Maybe well, I'll think of somebody. I'm, I don't have look. I learned my lesson years ago to not want to meet anybody that I might like a lot as a celebrity type because I ruin the experience. It, it comes yeah. out unless I'm formally introduced and it's quick and I say hi and, and move away because I will say something to embarrass myself or I'll go home and wonder, why did I say that? Yes, you I, will. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, so I've given up. There are, there are a lot of folks I'd like to meet, but um, I, my experience being around the famous is sometimes awkward. I'll put it that way. Well, I think that we've been around enough famous people that we found out we have found out that they are just people. They're just human sure. beings, so we're not mm-hmm. blown away. But I do have one, and it's Paul McCartney. I grew up a Beatles kid, and if I was around McCartney, I think that I would be a little taken back. <laughs> you know why? Why is that funny? <laughs> because he comes in here and listen, he acts like Paul McCartney every week. <laughs> He comes in. If you know Ringo and John would be sitting in the garden and they're having a cup of tea, and the phone rings, and Ringo would say, "Well, it's Paul," and they pick the phone up, and Paul says, "Come to the studio, mates. We got a new song." That's the way he is about this program. So Paul ran the every, show with the Beatles. Uh, Alyssa, by Wednesday of every week, <laughs> he calls me. He calls me and he goes, "Hello, Steve." I've got an outline of this week's shows. <laughs> and it would be great if you could ask this, and then I'll say that, and then Alyssa will say this. And I say, well, what if I don't say anything at all? <laughs> That's the way Ringo would be. Oh, no, no, that was George. That was George. That. Yeah. Another, it was a recording session, and uh, Paul and George were talking, and, and Paul's given the directions, and George says, well, I can play that if you want. To do it that way, or I could I could play not at all, or I could leave. Well, I'm starting to feel like George. I'll say it if I want, or I don't have so, to ask any so, questions at all. So he calls me Paul all the time. So it makes sense. Or the facilitator. Paul. So here we go back to my wife saying that uh, they really kick you around on that show. Uh, we're not kicking. Alyssa, are we kicking him around? No, no. I can take it. I'm going to feel guilty if that's what what the feeling. I is. don't feel guilty at all. Well, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really think I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight? <laughs> I don't know, Paul. Let us know tomorrow. <laughs> that's uh, you never named a person, Steve. I don't have. Is there somebody? Well, there there, <laughs> there are many. There are many people in the world of entertainment, in the world of politics, and uh, world events. Of course, there are people that I would like to meet. There's a long list. But like I told you before, I've had experiences where uh, I'd, I'd rather not. You, you sports all of the, your working life. For most of the, your working life, you were around the biggest sports celebrities there are. I was such a sports fanatic that I did not want to do it because I would think I would be disappointed. I was such a fan that I didn't want to hear that this guy wasn't a good guy or that guy, you know, wasn't what I thought he would be. So I stayed away from sports specifically for that. That's what people really ask me more than anything. Out of all the athletes I met, uh, I have met over the years, they always ask me who was the biggest jerk. That's really what they wanted to know. Who was the biggest jerk? 
uh, I don't want to say because he still lives in town, and it's funny. Is he tall? Uh, yeah, he's a pretty good-sized guy. Did he yeah. play in the summertime? Uh, he was a baseball player, yes. He was? Yes. And he played on one of two teams in Chicago. He did. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I have one more question. <laughs> I plead the I'm not, I'm not yielding the floor, Mr. Chairman. Uh, okay. So I don't know. Have I know you? I'll give the Kavanaugh answer. I don't know. Have you? Well, have you ever not... blacked out the night before? <laughs> I don't know. Have you? That was, a, that was the greatest exchange that I'll never see. I don't think I've ever seen should anything I, that amazing. Yes. Should so I, anyway, uh, I know yes, what you're, played, I know what you're played, winding toward. What? Naming the name? Conversation. No, no. Uh, have you ever met Chris Rock? Is that I what knew, I'm winding I toward? Were, I knew you were getting the <laughs> Alyssa. Have you? <laughs> Alyssa, help us. I don't know if you. I, I don't, don't know, know if you know I this. Can. I don't know if you know this Chris Rock story. No, but I like Chris Rock. Tell me. I love Chris Rock. I love but somewhere, Chris Rock. Somewhere in an office, there's my picture, and a reminder to not let me within fifty yards of him. <laughs> Probably some kind of restraining order. <laughs> And it has to do with my encounter with Chris Rock. Um, how can I start this? You know the you know the the famous. Uh, I'll set it up for you. Okay, sure. You weren't there, but you're going to set it up. <laughs> You've told the story so many times. Well, go ahead and set it up, Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> go, go, go. Yes. Okay. I have told you. All right, You've baby. always wanted me to tell this story. Well, you, so. it, it's, I mean, this is one of our, you know, phone conversations where we talk for an hour and a half and, and you tell stories like this and yeah. I, I ask you question after question about it because <laughs> it fascinated me. So it's evening. It's between shows. I believe. Yeah. You're out on Michigan Avenue. Yeah. And you're killing time before you go back to do the 10 o'clock news. Yes. And Chris Rock happens to be in town. I don't know if he's playing a gig, but he's got a bag in his hand, well, right? And yeah. he's window shopping. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Yeah. No, it, it was like, it was a summertime, beautiful evening in Chicago and people walking up and down Michigan Avenue. And we're near Nike Town. And uh, so many people that you're not paying attention to who's passing you by, except for me. My radar is there for celebrities. I like running into celebrities and spotting them, but I don't necessarily want to encounter them. But I could not resist. A few paces ahead was Chris Rock, and he had two shopping bags, window shopping. And my reaction, Alyssa, was to say, oh, Chris Rock. <laughs> and he turned to me. And, and I'm the only one that's going to point him out. And there are people everywhere, and, and everybody's sort of leaving. Everybody's leaving him alone. But I yell, Chris Rock. <laughs> and then I said, I'm a big fan. And he goes, okay. And I said, <laughs> and I said no, no, I, you know, I love your stand-ups. I love your movies that you've been in. Uh, outstanding. And he goes, okay. Now, Aww. at this point, now at this point, you would, no, he was very nice about it. He went, Okay. <laughs> You would think it would end there. No. Something happened to me, and I didn't let it go. I'm now walking beside Chris Rock. <laughs> and, and I'm starting to cross that line where it gets into the weird, you know? And, uh, and, the personal space. And I'm thinking I can't stop now because I'm actually walking <laughs> beside him. And, 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 you know, I, I said what 
turns out to be the most ridiculous thing that, that you could say. The, the only thing I could think of. You know what I said to him? I said, I'm on TV too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he said to me? Okay. <laughs> now, suddenly, it's beyond weird. And I'm thinking, he thinks I'm crazy. Now i got to correct this somehow. And... Uh, and we're walking, and his pace is picking up now. And I'm, I'm sort of walking, trying to, you know, make everything right again. And I said, you going to be in town tonight, 10 o'clock? <laughs> and he's, uh, he said something like, yeah. He's being very nice, very polite. And I said, well, well it, look, I'm, I'm going to do the, I'll be on doing the weather tonight at 10 o'clock uh, on the CBS station. So, so, so check it out, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he walks off from me, and I stop by then. I had enough sense to finally stop walking with him. <laughs> and as he walks away, I I said the even more ridiculous thing. Do you know what I said to him as it's he's hard walking telling. away? I yelled out, "Bye!" No, I yelled out, "See you at ten. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, Alyssa, a. Do you think Chris Rock probably said, I got to get out of Chicago a little bit sooner? Is there a flight that I get paid? <laughs> B, do you think no matter where he was at 10 o'clock that night, he stopped and said, hey, turn on the news? <laughs> or do you think, C, there probably really is my picture up somewhere as somebody that he doesn't want to run into again in life? <laughs> that is super embarrassing. And it's, I think it's so funny. It's a hilarious story. You know why, Alyssa? Uh, we know Steve so well. It is so unlike you. To do that. To, you yeah. To do them. that. Hey, Chris, we're both in TV. Yes. I'm yes, on TV, I'm too. I'm a weatherman. <laughs> I'm on TV, too. I'm a weatherman, and I'm a guy that fills entire arenas doing stand-up. So we kind of have the same job. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now this is taking a turn. <laughs> I knew this is what this is what usually happens, Alyssa, when I tell the story again. It becomes complete mockery and uh, humiliation. But that's a true. I did something similar to this in New York City on the streets of New York. I was on one side of the street, and on the other side of the street was Al Pacino. Wow. All right. And you know what I did? I yelled, Al Pacino! And I pointed, <laughs> and like pigeons, people surrounded him. He was doing okay walking by himself. I yelled his name out, and like, <laughs> they just came out of nowhere. A, a crowd just gathered around. Now, somewhere, Al Pacino hates me. Yes. He was that face. <laughs> He's probably run into Chris Rock one time and told a story about there was a guy came up to me in Chicago and he, that was a guy that yelled at me in New York, Al Pacino. Well, that, that's why when you ask a question like, who do you want to meet? I have to really think hard about how the situation will be and how I will handle it. And I have to get and Alyssa, I have to rehearse the meeting at least a couple, a couple nights before if I encounter somebody. <laughs> You know, Alyssa, speaking of famous people, we have different people. Uh, Alyssa and I, as we have mentioned, work at Arlington Park Racetrack. And we have a lot of well-known people out there that come out and present the trophy for our big races, including the Million. It's a ceremonial thing. It's prestigious. They have a good time. We had James Lovell, the, the captain of Apollo 13. Uh, Bill Curtis, who was the guest on this first show. 
Um, we had an actress, Monica Raymond, a couple of years ago, and she was one of the stars, I think, of Chicago Fire or PD, one of the two. And I ran into her in the paddock, and I had been emailing with her, and she said, oh, nice to finally meet you. Hey, I'd like to, you to meet my friend. And I met this guy, and I said, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Welcome. And do you remember who it was, Alyssa? And you were really, really, really angry with me? <laughs> yeah. That's because- rare. <laughs> okay, because I wasn't part of that, and that I was actually doing work, probably running around and like there busting my busting my butt. And you're just standing in the paddock, like, "Hi, Monica," and she introduced you to Jesse Spencer. That's, and that's just exactly the way I said it. Probably you're probably so like, "Hi, excited. Monica." Hello, Monica. Welcome. Okay, go and, ahead. Yeah, you flipping met Jesse Spencer, and then didn't even tell me, and Jesse Spencer is amazing he's an awesome actor who's in chicago fire and was in the show house forever and i didn't get to meet him and i because i was just working and you didn't even bother to tell me on million day you told me like a couple days later or a week later i was so mad at you i think he was dating lady gaga no 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 that's the other one that's taylor oh okay that's right Alyssa, you didn't tell him i like tv too did you i didn't (laughs) okay I didn't know who he was. I didn't even get to meet him, so I didn't have a chance yeah. to do it. As you you knew who he was, and that's no, what, that's I didn't. the lie, liar. I you totally knew who he was. No, I do a lot of things. I don't lie. No, you like, but you like meeting celebrities. And you got to meet Monica and Jesse, and then you're like, oh, Alyssa, this is who I met. You know, hey. Alyssa Howard's done something that I would like to do. I'm a little jealous of it because I've never had this opportunity. He he's in, been in a movie, right? Been in the movie. Yes, I was in a movie. I was, uh, in fact, yeah. And this, I every time I say something, I say this is going to make Alyssa mad because mm-hmm. because it is, Alyssa. I just got another residual check. Yeah, the other that day. is a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I did. I got a residual check. It was a movie in 2017 that a local director uh, shot. Uh, his name is um, Swanberg. Uh, what's his first name? I Joe, anyway, I think. Joe, Joe Swanberg. Anyway, he shot at the racetrack a scene with Jake Johnson. So I sit at, a, at one of the bars in the track, and Jake Johnson and I uh, just – all of this guy's movies are improv, which is amazing to me. Nothing's written down. They have a storyline. So we're just shooting the bull about betting horses and what have you. That part of it – and I thought it was pretty So good. what did they say to you? Just here's the – Here's, here's the overall theme. Yeah. Here's what I want you guys to yeah. sort of look like you're talking about. And you just went. Yeah, he's a down and li- he was a down and out gambler. He was having his problems. He was at the track. He was trying to get even. And I'm a guy that had been around the track for a long time, so I'm trying to cheer him up and tell him, "Hey, things will turn." Now, is this so, the director telling you all of this about who your character is? Uh, yeah, we had this discussion okay. before they rolled, okay. and then and then Joe said uh, his what what he usually says is instead of uh, all right rolling, he said all right let's make a movie, and they rolled the cameras and we talked back and forth and we did probably ten minutes of dialogue, mm. and I thought it was pretty good. So anyway, evidently it wasn't. It got cut out of the movie for whatever reason. You know but they have time reasons. The dialogue was out, but you we see you in the film. Though. There's about. Five seconds of me sitting next to Jake Johnson drinking a beer and looking up at a TV monitor. And I wind up from that in the credits. And 
Howard Sudbury as Howard Sudbury. And and, I get a residual check. Yeah, and the most annoying part of that is my dad actually spoke in the movie, (laughs) Mm. and then he didn't get any credit Mm. or any residual checks, and I know obviously why, but I just like to throw that out there. My dad is a racehorse trainer, and he played a racehorse trainer with Jake Johnson, and he actually talked. And the man spoke and didn't get a check. (laughs) And wait a minute. Now, you said you know why he doesn't get residual checks. Uh, why, Why is that? Because they're not part of a union, right? Oh, that could be. I'm, I'm a member of AfterSag. They might have yeah. to. They might have to pay me. But somebody told me if this movie, it's called Win It All, by the way. Tony will check it out tonight. I'm not watching. I don't want to get Tony won't even check this show out. He doesn't deserve another check for this. <laughs> hey, as long as it stays on, as long as it stays on Netflix. They say that I will get residual checks several a year. Yeah, that is such BS. And you are making me mad now. They're not huge. I mean, they're not matter. huge. They're not huge. I mean, I think they're all the same. They're is like, it enough for us to go out and you pick up a check? Yeah, I mean, they're like twenty eight hundred yeah. a piece. I get them three, Shut four up. times you a year. You are lying. You got to be kidding. You yeah. better be lying. They're like twenty eight hundred a piece. I'm about to walk out right and, now. Uh, is he? Yeah, so am I. I'm going to throw my headset down. So, I mean, you know, hey, it's not like I can get a forerunner with it or something. I I, mean, they're all. I got another one for you. No, they're $96. Okay, good. I was very worried for a second. But I tell you what, I I do wanted to tell you that, uh, and I'm sure you guys are too, that I got my first two, they, they pay two shows at a time. I got my first Radio Misfits podcast checks last week and <laughs> I took my wife and my family out we had a wonderful dinner and I had some extra and I bought a suit and, and I was excited about that I wonder what you guys did with yours <laughs> well you notice who's not laughing at this <laughs> because that's the way I, I know the way he operates it's, it's, it's probably going to be true I got something I got something from both of you that I probably didn't share ever but uh, Alyssa are you ready for this Maybe I, maybe I told Howard. Did you know that I took acting classes, no. acting lessons? No. No. I in in New York. This was years ago. This was in the eighties, and I I took the classes uh, just to see if I could be a better performer. I really wasn't looking to be uh, in film or on stage, but I realized soon after the classes that I, that would never happen because <laughs> because you, of what was happening in the classes. You were in anybody, a, let me tell you, you what were that in was a class like. with Al Pacino. No, this was uh, at a place called the Wynn Hanman Studios. It's mm-hmm. in New York, and uh, the most famous alum was John Voight. Huh. So that's pretty heavy, right? So I go, I go to these classes. And about 15 in the in the class, and it's a dark. It's just like you see in any movie when they want to portray an acting class. It's sort of in the dark. There are about 15 students, and on the stage, the, the lighting is there, and there are two chairs. And the uh, the, the teacher would say, uh, you know, our our coach our, would say, okay, now I want Steve and Melanie. And then you'd go up and you do your scene. And I remember I had the scene from Ordinary People, the psychiatrist in it. Yeah. And it's a pretty intense part of the movie. And um, I, I had my lines, and I'd say them, and then every so often he'd go, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'd go, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get uh, her attention as I talk to her because this is a pretty uh, powerful moment. 
okay. But what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm standing here uh, looking at her intently as I rub the back of my neck, hoping that what I say is making sense. But what are you doing? And then I'd say, I'm acting. And, he, and he'd say, right. Would you stop acting? <laughs> I never could stop acting. Because it's so, you know, it's re- a lot of reacting as opposed to, to uh, the body movements I was going through. I was very theatrical. I was like John Barrymore. How dare you come in my office and my arms are up in the air and I'm flailing and uh, I'm moving constantly. I'm acting. And, and the whole thing was not about that. But it was, it was interesting. It taught me how to get in touch with myself. You mentioned John Voigt. Uh, I'm behind. This show, I think, came out like five years ago. But I'm watching. Have you guys seen Ray Donovan? Uh, yes, uh, but I'm not a faithful viewer, but I've aren't seen you? it. Excellent show. Yeah. John Voigt is fantastic in it. Yeah. Alyssa, have you seen it? No, I haven't. What are you watching right now? Are you binging anything? Um, I'm... Unfortunately, not binging just because of time uh, commitments. But I'm uh, watching Ozark. Love, love it. I have. I saw the whole first season. Didn't see the second. Yeah, I yet. saw the second one. It's just as good. It's getting better. I watch really extraneous stuff on. Yeah, I know. Net, even Netflix and Amazon. I'm into. Uh, uh, I talked about this last time. I'm into cooking shows. Heavy now. Uh, just you know, Great British Bake Off and Chef School, and all the Top <laughs> Chef and all of that. And I don't do any of that cooking. And also love the crime stuff that Howard has turned me on to. So I live in fear. So I can have a <laughs> heavy, heavy dose of fear every night. Uh, I can't go to sleep without uh, something to have a nightmare over. Well, really, if you can't, to me, I mean, there's so much content out there. If you can't find something to watch on TV, you can't go wrong by dialing up uh, Locked Up Abroad. Because they will get you every time. I would think as a sports person, and Alyssa, sports person, do you watch a lot of sports necessarily? Or do you try to get away from it? No? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really. I, Howard, you do, right? Uh, I watch it when I want. People ask yeah. me after I, after I stopped as a sports broadcaster if I sit in there and watch games every night. And, you know, if there's a baseball game on in the middle of the summer, uh you know, I might wade in and out of it and watch to see what the score is, but I don't have to watch the whole thing. So I watch. There are some sports that I watch religiously. I watch most Bears games. I watch a lot of NFL games, and I never miss a second of the Masters if I can. I watch. I, I'm riveted by the Masters, and a lot of people hate golf. They think it's the most boring thing in the world, but the Masters really captivates me. You just made me aware of something. What time is it? I'm missing the NFL Combine. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. He watches things like that. <laughs> I, look, I would I, never watch the NFL Combine. <laughs> I don't want to watch what guys What was that running. tackle from Oklahoma's time again? He did that in 4.7. I like that. <laughs> yeah, listen, Big, I don't know. Heavy set men running down the... You, are, you want to see if yeah. somebody's going to... Tra- Actually, I watch that for the accidents that could happen. You know, like, uh, there's a big guy. How much does he weigh, Herb? He, he's, he's checking in at 425, and he's five foot nine. I'm waiting for them to trip. People but love I'm, it. I want the guy to run down and in the middle of the field just, just fall and sprawl and roll. But, well, they, but these guys are real good. God bless you. Okay, uh, this is Paul now. 
Uh, Steve What's next actually, on the sheet here, well, Paul? Here's the sheet, Paul. <laughs> hey, where are this, we in the... Hey, you mentioned the NFL, yes. and this was something, an idea you came up with, and I thought it was interesting to kick around. You said that you would like to ask each of us celebrity encounters who we would rather spend an hour in a room talking with. I said that? Do you remember those I people? I said that? What page is that? No, I did. I said, oh, yeah, I said... Uh, I was just thinking about recent uh, developments in sports and entertainment. And yes. Just, you know, uh, would it be Robert Kraft? Would it be Bradley Cooper? Or would it be Lady Gaga? Or OJ. Or OJ. How did OJ slip in there? I don't know. You you, you did it, George. <laughs> or, or that OJ. was yours, George. Was that mine? Finally, one of my songs on the album. Uh, <laughs> No, I, you know, I, and I have my favorite, not favorite, but I have the person that would interest me the most well, out of that Well, you go bunch. first. Then. I'd probably say Bradley Cooper. Because, let me tell you the reason why I wouldn't the others or, or why I would. Uh, either way. I don't, I don't know if I'd get anything from OJ. It's your show. It, it, now it's my show. <laughs> I'm on the show, but it's not my show. I, uh, I don't think OJ would tell, us, tell me anything that he hasn't told everybody, which isn't much. Uh, Robert Kraft would be interesting just because of the, uh, the question scandal. issues of the, the scandal is, but I don't know. That's still sort of unfolding. That's well, still he's, unfolding. You know, he pleaded not guilty, so yes. we can't convict him. No. And, I, you know, I'm not a Patriots fan anyway, so I don't care. All right, Bradley, uh, Lady Gaga, I don't know much other than her laying on that. Was that a bed that she was laying on with the silk sheet with Madonna? After the Oscars, you see that picture? Yeah. They were all draped. You know that Madonna, Madonna pushed her right out of that bed as soon as that photo was <laughs> I didn't buy that for a minute. She shoved her out and threw the Oscar right across the room somewhere. Um, so I'm I, Lady Gaga, no. But Bradley Cooper, you know, I'm, since I like film so much, Silver Lining Playbook, Hangover, Hangover, you know, uh, not so much this latest movie because that's not my style of movie necessarily. I don't like any movie where they're going to break out and sing. Everyone's got a lot of movies. I don't. <laughs> I don't either usually, but I loved La La Land. I thought that was a fantastic movie because the music was great and the underlying story about two people in a tough business trying to make it yeah. and have a relationship, I thought that was great. Bradley Cooper's story is amazing to me because he gets a break. He's in The Hangover. And all of a sudden in this movie, not only is he the director, which is a full-time job, he's acting, he's singing, yeah. he did it all. So, I mean, that was fascinating. Now, Alyssa, out of that not, bunch, he's, who, he's not my answer, so. Well, who would Alyssa pick out of that bunch? Are we talking about, like, just sitting in a room yeah, with you them? Gotta, you got to be in it. Or are we interviewing them? No, like, they, are we they putting said our maybe. Hat on? They said go in that room and you'll, you'll be in there for an hour and uh, just have a conversation with one of these people. Who do you think would be the most interesting for you? But, like, not for TV purposes. Not for TV. Just, for just okay. go in and just who would pique your curiosity enough? I, out of those four, I, I'm going to go with Lady Gaga. Just because she's just, like, A, the only female of the group, and B, she just, she exudes, like, feminism, confidence, you know. She has it all. So I would like to talk to her. Now, so you have you been a Lady Gaga fan before this movie? 
Yeah, I haven't even seen the movie at all, uh, nor do I really care to. But um, I like her music, and I like kind of what she stands for. So that's who I would pick. What would you call her? I don't know. That's a really good question. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. <laughs> and about five women turn around. <laughs> no, not you, that lady. What's she go Which by? lady? Is it Gaga? I mean, what do her friends call her? Marjorie. Well, isn't her real name like Stephanie or something? Right. Yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah, they probably call I think her. so. I think they call her Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah, her name's Stephanie. Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Wow. Huh. I didn't know any of that. I just Googled it. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you and Howard, the masters of Google. <laughs> There's all kinds of information there. That internet is something. It's it something is. else. Howard, who would you pick? Uh, unbelievably, and I would have to ask the questions that we would want to know, and he wouldn't answer them. But it would probably be Juice. It would probably be OJ. And it probably wouldn't go well because I would, <laughs> I would have to ask him, come on, Juice, come clean. But I don't think the evidence is over. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Did you see the thing with uh, with Borat? Uh, I forgot what the series was where he interviewed. The, yeah. What yes. was the name of that show? Yes. Uh, Google it, Alyssa. Yes. There was a series of about six shows where and his whole, he, yeah. he got people to do really stupid things. What's his real name? Sasha. Something? Sasha Baron Cohen. Now we have to wait for her to Google. <laughs> hold Sasha on, Baron hold on. Cohen, who is America? Who is America? Yes. That's right. He actually he played different characters in the show, and he was playing an Italian photographer, kind of a flamboyant guy, and got OJ to sit down in a chair and do an interview with him. Yes. And he was mocking the murders. And OJ was laughing like, oh, no, no, man, don't, don't, he was al- don't. And he was almost to getting information, almost, yes. right? You know, he yes, would, he would s- it, was, it was compelling. There's no question about it. Um, as we're uh, 45 minutes in here, uh, Alyssa, why don't you tell people, here's Paul directing the show again. Why don't you tell people a little bit where they can, where they can find this program and uh, how they should subscribe and please continue to listen and all that. Exactly. Yeah, you can listen, subscribe, and rate back to you on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, or Stitcher, and tune in. Just search for Radio Misfits, and when you subscribe, you'll have all of our new shows come up automatically on your devices. So make sure to subscribe. And, and there listen are, to this over and over again. And there are many other programs on RadioMisfits.com. Uh, and uh, one of my really favorites is Tony Lasano and Friends, which I listen to. And I subscribe to, by the way, Tony. Uh, tell us about any of the others, Alyssa, please. Yeah, you can check out Caffeinated Comics as well, a weekly podcast on comics, film, television, and collectibles. All fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos, hosted by John Clark, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio is not dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Wait a minute. I'm almost done. Let me see. I want three Chris Rock tickets. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Why don't we try yeah. to get him on this show? Hell, sure. Because we have one other goal. We haven't done this yet, but I was telling Tony, we have the quest for Obama. 
because with Barack Obama being from Chicago, uh, I used to play basketball with him quite a bit. Our lockers were near each other. We talked a lot. So I knew him fairly well pre-presidency. And I knew him, and he was a, he was a U.S. Yeah. senator. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he would know who I am. Sure, and when I would run and into him. And you knew him. Sure. I didn't play basketball with him, but I, we would just casually talk. So we need, Alyssa, we need to get a hold of somebody that knows him, that could get toward him. Do you have any tips? The you quest? just said you knew him, and you played basketball you with go. him all the time. There you go. No I don't have his number. Can you Google that? <laughs> so, like, there's got to be somebody in town that maybe knows somebody that could call somebody that could. What do you think would happen, Alyssa, if if somebody handed him the piece of paper and said, uh, Steve Baskerville, Howard Sudbury, and Alyssa Ali have a podcast called Back to You and would love to have you as a guest. What do you think his reaction would be if he actually got the paper? Uh, he's not going to come on. He would he would scoff. <laughs> really? That's what I think. Yeah. I think that he Why? would. You, you I guys think, think you're that important oh, that he's yeah. going to take some time? Yeah, not important. Uh-huh. Didn't, didn't say important. I'm sitting here. In a pool of importance. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a cool guy, and I think that if it worked into his schedule, I think that he would do it. And he knows the power of this network. Well, I think he would just know that uh, uh, it would be a, a, an experience where uh, we would have some fun. We're looking to know him more as a person, have had uh, encounters with him. And it would be a he's light from show, Chicago. and it wouldn't be about policy. It would be whatever he wanted to take it. It would be. So we would ask him questions like, if you had to spend one hour in a room, <laughs> would it be with O.J., Robert Kraft, <laughs> or something like that? And then we'd have him uh, act out scenes. <laughs> that would be. Yes. I bet you he has not been asked to do that yet. We'd have him be one of the Beatles. I'd love to ask him, Uh, but what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm acting. All right, that's going to do it. That's back to you for this week. Had a lot of fun. Special thanks to Chief Engineer Chris Swake. Executive producer is Tony Lasano with OPI Productions, and this is distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast. I love looking over and seeing Tony and Chris. Love them both. They're terrific. They make this possible. We have had a lot of fun. That was show number three, and God willing, show number four next week. So thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 I go last. Bye. Bye. He always has to have the last word. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? We'll I thought that was the best we've done. I'll play. You know what I mean? Long be to play. Well, I won't play at all. Be sure to tune in to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Our podcast highlights the best soccer league in the world. The English Premier League. We recap the previous week's games. 
and preview the upcoming games. I do it from an American point of view. And I do it as an authentic Brit, accent and all. That's authentic, right, Governor? Not exactly how I say it. <laughs> we all also talk about the local soccer scene because Adam is the Illinois Youth Director of Coaching. If you love soccer... Football. Football. Tune in to Free Kicks. New episodes drop weekly. On the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>